0: Entrepreneurs are the only source of consistent, positive human evolution, and we always will be. Walk your talk. This is actually one of the core tenets, core values of our company. It's we walk our talk, and the way we explain it in writing to our team is we have the best personal development and business content available in the market today. That's why as a company... That's why we as a company and our entire team use our frameworks, processes, systems, and tools for ourselves, our families, and our work. And it's true. My obsession in business is to make sure that our team and that I walk our talk. This was drilled into me in high school speech class by one of the greatest mentors I've ever had in my life and still have today, Rick Lara. He used to say, if you can't walk the walk, don't talk the talk, and he'd get on you about it. If you said something to somebody else that you weren't doing, he'd let you know that there was an incongruency there. And when I look at the world of... Coaches and thought leaders and speakers and authors today, what I see is this massive world of crazy incongruency that I do not want to ever be considered a part of. The number of coaches out there that are coaching stuff that they don't do themselves, and the number of, of you know coaches and speakers and thought leaders that have information out there for other people that they haven't thoroughly vetted themselves is overwhelming. Because these days, anybody who can do some marketing and get some attention can sell a promise. But my question is always, how do they deliver that promise? Like, do they actually follow what they say? Katie and I have run into this several times. Like if you've, if you've run into a coach or a consultant or an organization that says one thing and does another, I just want you to know you're not alone. I'll share a couple of the stories with you, of the ones that have really reinforced for me that when we say something as a company, we better actually be doing it as human beings. When we coach our clients in a way, you know, the litmus test for us is are we coaching our clients in the same way we do things ourselves? Are we coaching our clients in the same methods we're using ourselves? And are we using what we coach, you know, Katie and and I've talked on podcasts before, um, about one of the worst coaching experiences that I had. It was Katie and I, uh, joined a year, a year long program with a coaching company up in Canada that's pretty well known in fact we were part of another mastermind that where this coaching company was recommended to everyone it came up all the time you had to go up to Canada and you know four times a year do your trip up there and join this coaching program because it was going to change our business and the promise of that company was that if you applied their tools you would have a self managing business and I remember thinking like Man, I've really got to go see this because I've been coaching businesses for over 20 years. I've never been able to have somebody have a self managing company. I don't even know what that would look like. And I was so excited to see what that would be and what it would look like and how it would feel to have a self managing company. Because honestly, as a consultant, I didn't think it was a possibility. So we flew up to Canada and we went to the first day long event because it was one day events. And at the end of the day, I had learned a couple of frameworks and I had gotten a few insights from the teacher or from the, the coach, but it wasn't strategic at all. And it felt like a bunch of orphan frameworks that we learned and I didn't understand how what we had learned that day would ever equate to a self-managing company. So I asked several times like, how does this, where's the rest of it? Where's, where's, what, you know, where, where's, the, where's the other stuff that we're going to learn? You know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand how this is gonna be put together yet. And I don't understand how this could possibly help me create a self-managing company. And I remember at one point, the coach made a joke that he liked slow learners with big checkbooks and that it would take a year or two before we learned enough where our company would actually be self-managing and it would be rolled out slowly. I remember wanting to pull my hair out. I've been doing this for a long time. Just show me what you're going to show us. Like, tell me what's really, what we're going to do. I, I, the day did not overwhelm me. In fact, it underwhelmed me. The first time we went up there, I was shocked at how little content we got and how little progress we, ma- we made in a day. But I decided to trust the process. It was really well recommended. I was going to do it anyway. And I remember a quarter later, flying up, fly, flying up to Canada again. And going through the next day's class, and it was the exact same as the first class. And I was blown away. I, I remember asking, like, "Hey, didn't we already do this? When are we going to get to the self-managing company part?" And I didn't get very polite answers. And so I remember asking that, that company like, hey, how do we get the rest of the frameworks? How do we understand the rest of this? When their suggestion was that we went go to extra classes because we were in the highest level program with them. We had what they call the golden ticket so we could go to any class we wanted to at any time. And so we asked them to tell us like what classes we should go to to get the self-managing company. So we got a couple of dates, Picked one, bought tickets, made hotel reservations, were ready to fly out, and at the last minute, we called to verify everything and just make sure the address of where we were going, and they told us, you know, why are you coming up here? There's no no event, the dates that you're coming. And so we contacted the person that originally set us up, and they had made a mistake. It was a self-managing company, but they didn't even know the dates of their own event. And I let them know, hey, we bought plane tickets, you know, we're, we're in your highest level event, we bought plane tickets, this was, we, we've we already scheduled around this, we have the time cleared on our calendar, we, you know we have non-refundable plane tickets, we have non-refundable reservations, like, what are you guys going to do about it? And in a self-managing company, the answer was, we need to go ask the owners, the coach that was in front of the room, or his wife, what they should do about it. So, It was fascinating to me that not only was the company not self-managing, the company had a hard time communicating really clearly in any way. And that didn't just happen to us once. We actually rescheduled, went through that entire process again, and had it happen to us a second time, at which point I wanted to know what they were going to do about it. And again, we got the answer. We'll check with um, the wife in the couple who runs the company, and we'll get back to you. So I remember thinking like, this is complete nonsense. Not only is it not a self-managing company, they can't even tell us where to attend an event and we're in their highest level mastermind. Katie and I paid $40,000 between the two of us to be part of their group and we literally couldn't take advantage of it because they couldn't tell us where to go. The experience did not improve over the course of the year. In fact, it got worse and more frustrating and more annoying. And when I asked questions, I got shut down more often than I got a real answer. And I truly believe it was because the the guy standing in front of the room wasn't walking his own talk. He didn't even have a self-managing company. That was marketing and reality was completely different. And the challenge is, is that that organization had so much collateral, so much social proof, so many testimonials, and so many people who had said stuff that, you know, had said that they had helped them, that a lot of people in the room felt like they were doing it wrong when they couldn't figure out how to create a self-managing company or felt like they were doing it wrong when they realized the frameworks weren't really giving them momentum. And at the end of the day, I think that that just happens sometimes. Like there's coaching companies out there that get results with the people who would have gotten results anyway. They turn into testimonials and then the next thing you know, there's a lot of people sitting in a room scratching their head and trying to figure out how things work. It was needless needless to say a very frustrating event. And this isn't the only time something like that's happened to me. I was in another mastermind group And uh, I remember there was a day where um, one of the members got in front of the room, and he took everyone through a thinking exercise, and it was a three-year vision for your personal life. And he had a framework that I didn't complete, because when I read through it, it felt like it was a amateur framework. It didn't really look like it had been thought through. There were some things in there that didn't apply to everyone. So if you have a framework and there's anything in it that doesn't apply to 100% of people, then you haven't really thought through the framework. You're going to have exceptions to, to your rule. And that frustrated me. So instead, I just observed the conversation. I observed everybody going through it. That's not the interesting part. The part that blew me away was that in the Q&A afterwards, One of the people who raised his hands was an individual who's very well known for coaching people around something called a vivid vision, a three-year vivid vivid vision, where as an entrepreneur, you sit down and you write out what your company's going to look like three years from now. And you have this vivid vision with all the departments and the people and what you'll be doing and what the team will look like. And you publish that vivid vision and you take it to your team and you tell them, this is where we go. And every time I hear that... I get radically uncomfortable because here's here's the fact. If you sit down today and did a 3-year vivid vision and you put it you wrote the departments and the team and how many people and exactly what it was going to look like in 3 years, that's more of a constraint than an actual motivator because now you've put boxes around where you'll be in 3 years. In fact, I want you to go back to any period of momentum in your in- entire life. Like what was a period of momentum for you? What would you have said your vivid vision was at the beginning of that period? And then look at what actually happened. I go back to when I was in high school and... I met Rick Lara, the speech coach, the guy that I started this podcast with. And I remember getting into his class. It was really by accident. I I was never the person who was supposed to be in a speech class. I had stage fright. I stuttered. I was afraid to be in front of people. I wasn't, you know, I, I, I never would have elected to be in a speech class, but I was put into the class by accident. And I remember at the beginning of that, my vivid vision would have been, I want to survive this class. But what happened over the course of the next four years while I worked with Rick in high school was I learned how to be a speaker. I learned how to be a leader. I learned that I could motivate people. I learned that I could stand in front of groups and command attention. I learned so much about myself. I had more self-confidence, more belief in myself. I understood better who I was. There's, And I wouldn't have written any of that stuff down three years prior to the end of that, that experience. And I think when we go forward and we try and spell out everything we're going to have in three years, it's a huge limitation. And I've always wondered why consultants do this. And I also wonder like, hey, I, I wanna see the vivid vision for the consultant. How are they, where's their vivid vision? I wanna see the one that they wrote three years ago and see how it worked. Let's look at some, some, some actual case, or case studies. Let's figure out who's actually done this and seen it come to fruition because I've walked hundreds of entrepreneurs out of some ridiculous vivid vision and back onto the ground of actually growing a business with their team because the vivid vision for three years might be exciting for you, But the second you present it to the team, it is an overwhelming outcome with a looming deadline and it causes panic. I know because I've been on the other side of the coin. I've worked with hundreds of entrepreneurs and their teams. I've had team members come to me and say, we don't know what to do with this vivid vision. I've had team members come to me and say, do you think we'll get fired if we don't achieve this vivid vision? I've had them come to me and say, hey, it feels like a fantasy, like it's made up. We don't have any of this stuff yet. How are we gonna put it all together? It causes more anxiety on a team than anything else. Well, here's the kicker. At the end of that personal exercise in the mastermind that I was in, the consultant, who is extremely well-known for having businesses do this vivid vision, raised his hand and said, hey, you know, I just I wanted to let you know I really appreciated going through this for myself. In all the work that I've ever done with companies, I've actually never done this myself. And I thought it was a really interesting exercise. I almost fell out of my chair I had to get up and walk out of the room because I wanted to scream across the room at him and say, then why do you charge companies to do it if you've never done it yourself? How do you possibly ask someone else to do something that you wouldn't do on your own? How is it that you could ever imagine putting this in front of companies, charging them thousands of dollars, and then crossing your fingers and hoping that your BS actually works? It drove me crazy. See, as a consultant, we're a coach or a thought leader when you walk your talk you use your own stuff you you like you've got to get into it you've got to like understand what you're selling know exactly what it is and it's weird because in some cases thought leaders seem to think it's funny that they don't actually follow their own information a couple of years ago i was at, up at MIT speaking to a group of about 50 million dollar plus business owners it was with entrepreneurs organization And the speaker who went before me, I was actually um, pretty excited to see him. It was the first time I'd met him in person, and I had read his book, which I thought was pretty good. It actually had some decent tactics for business. It wasn't complete or wasn't a a manual on how to run a business, but it was a book on a few habits that you could add to your business that would help you, and I, I, I liked it. It was a good book. It's a smaller book. So I was excited to hear him speak in person and see what kind of insights I could get from him. And he killed it with his introduction to the room. He stood up and he said, hey, everyone, I'm really excited to share with you today. I'm going to show you how I've, I've shown businesses uh, to grow for the last 10 years. Now, I don't use any of this stuff myself. I grow my business differently, but I want to show you how I would coach any one of you to do this. And I remember instantly thinking, okay, now I have 100 questions about why you don't do it yourself. And why you run your business differently? And why are you asking everybody else to do it one way and you do it another way? And how is it that the rules apply to everybody else but not to you? And if you discovered a better way to run a business, then why, in heaven's name, are you you not using it yourself? And I just, I remained fundamentally confused during his entire presentation, which after about 20 or 30 minutes, I decided to get up and walk out because I don't wanna be poisoned by somebody's fantasies about how things work. I wanna hear... Entrepreneur, I want to hear coaches, consultants, thought leaders who are doing exactly what they teach, who are, are, are applying to their lives what they share with anyone else. You know, on, in contrast, um, about a year and a half ago, I had a phone call, nah, maybe not a year and a half ago, maybe it was about two and a half years ago, because it was before I spoke for him. I'm terrible with time. It's actually three and a half years ago I had a phone call with Robin Sharma. I'm thinking like there was two events where I spoke. I didn't speak last year. So it's like at least three and a half years ago I had a call with Robin Sharma. And uh, Robin is – he's just an icon. He's one of those speakers and authors and human beings that – Can change your life in a conversation. He has insights that are deep, that are real, that change your life. He walks his talk like very few speakers in the world ever attempt to do. He is congruent and real as a person. And he has the highest level integrity of of any speaker or anyone that, you know, he has as high a level of integrity as anybody I've ever worked with. And he and I were on a phone call and we were. I was helping him with his business, and then he helped me with my business. Then we spent about forty five minutes on his business, and then we came back to mine. And I explained to him, you know, I was feeling a little stuck and kind of constrained. I didn't know, you know, how to get momentum moving forward. I had had a really hard time uh, connecting with any avatar and and you know moving forward with them. And I just felt flat. I felt like. Like I couldn't generate momentum, but when I got on the call with somebody like Robin, it was really easy for me to. And Robin said, What he said was just so simple. He said, Alex, you know, I think you just have to do the work. And I remember saying, Okay, great, Robin. W- what work? Like I want some some information here. And he said, Alex, you coach entrepreneurs to grow and scale businesses better than anybody I've ever heard. I took a half page of notes on the first three things you said. I have six notebook pages filled in here just from the conversations we've had. And this is what you should be doing. You should do the work you gave to me. You should be following your own information at the highest level. And then you will see everything transform. And I remember thinking, like, that is probably some of the most genuine and real advice I've ever gotten. Because Robin just reflected to me, hey, you've got to walk your talk. And I did. You know, um, I don't know that it was Robin saying it uh, or it was just at the right time, the right place. In fact, let's be honest. When Robin Sharma gives you direct advice it's kind of hard to ignore. I mean, the guy has achieved a ridiculous amount in the world and has sold over 10 million books and is the second best-selling author in Israel and has people around the world that follow him. And he puts a post up on Facebook and it gets 2,000 likes in 24 hours because Robin is that guy. He's that well-known. He's that important to that many people. So when he said, walk your talk and told me that I just had to apply our own content, it hit me like a ton of bricks, and I realized he was right. So from that day, I committed to not just applying our content, but to being the example of our content, to making my team the example of our content, to, to making sure that I used all of our frameworks, that this wasn't just something that I shared with other people, but this is was an integral part of my life so that I could help people grow the same way that I figured out how to grow because it wasn't always easy for me. And from that day forward, it was like, the, the seas parted and our lives changed and the, the storm clouds went away because as soon as I started focusing on doing what I told everybody else, as soon as I started focusing on creating progress through our own systems, and as soon as I started using our content and I was using it, I was using it at that time. I just wasn't using it with the passion and application and obsession that I needed to be. Because if you're a coach or consultant or someone out there who's helping other people create momentum, my question for you is, are you obsessively following all of your own materials yourself? Because if you're not, there's an incongruency with how you're living, there's an incongruency with how you're working, there's an incongruency with what you're doing on a day-to-day basis. Because it's not until we walk our talk, until we dig into our content, until we actually live what we tell everyone else to live, That we really figure out how things work, how we create momentum, and how we can help those around us at the highest level. I think there's an epidemic today with coaches and consultants who not only don't walk their talk, but are selling results they've never achieved for themselves, using frameworks that they don't even apply themselves. And they've learned a few parlor tricks to get people to sign up to their programs, but they don't really have the materials, the frameworks, and the background to be delivering the result that they promise. And if you're a coach or consultant, or if you're someone who's been affected by one of them, I wanna tell you, I apologize on behalf of our industry because it's an epidemic right now. And if you're a coach or consultant, you can help change this. You can be one of the few who actually do what you tell everyone else to. You can help adjust how people see us in the marketplace because here's the real challenge. So many coaches, consultants, thought leaders, authors, speakers have been doing this for so long, audiences have started to expect it. They've started to just think to themselves, oh, I I bet this guy probably doesn't even do this stuff. And I wonder what he really does. And I wonder what she is really doing in her life. And I wonder if this is even real because it's become that bad. So if you're in our industry, I want to give you the same advice Robin gave me. Do the work sit down and obsess over what you do for other people. Make sure that you have all of that in your life, in your, and you're using your own systems, your own frameworks, your own programs to create momentum. And if you're someone who's been affected by someone who is doing the opposite, then I want you to know there are good coaches. There are good consultants out there. You just have to make sure you ask them the right questions and you press them to make sure that they're exactly what you want out of a coach or consultant. In tomorrow's podcast, I'll share with you some of those questions and how you can interview a coach or consultant so that you know that you're going to get exactly what you want out of the relationship. If you haven't yet, take a minute and download my um, book, The Entrepreneurial Personality Type, I wrote this book as my manifesto about people like us. We are the few that want to drive forward, create momentum, do new things, make this world a better place. And as a result, we experience conflict, challenges, suppression, and and we get pushed down by the people around us. If you've ever felt judged or looked down on or made fun of or ridiculed or like you didn't have the support you needed then this is a book for you to read because it is the new science of entrepreneurial achievement. It will show you exactly who people like us are, how we create momentum, how you can stop limiting behaviors and get exactly what you want out of your life starting right now. You have nothing to lose. It's absolutely free. Go to freemomentumbook.com right now and download the entrepreneurial personality type, freemomentumbook.com.